This morning we hear a sermon that's written particularly to graduates, but, but I do hope and trust, especially if you in your own life sense the, the need for uh, acknowledging or creating a rite of passage for yourselves, I hope today that you might hear a word in it as well, uh, for we, we all are listening for God's voice as we go. But this morning we celebrate our graduates, and it, it is an exciting time as we acknowledge their passing through uh, this cultural rite of passage, which is high school graduation. We are certainly proud of what you've accomplished, who you are, and who you have the potential to become. Most of you we have watched, uh, as Bruce said, they have watched, toddle all the way from the nursery right here to the big stage on the big steps. And we um, have been blessed to, to watch you, and I trust that we'll be blessed to watch you as you go. Today, we acknowledge, though, in, in a way, it is hard to let you go. That's why your parents are crying. In a matter of weeks, it will be our turn to, like a mother bird, nudge you out of home and public schools and that warm, comforting nest of the Oxford Baptist Church youth group. We've protected you. We've done the best that we could. And now it's your turn to go. And as you go, what will you do? Who will you become? And I suppose most importantly, as your pastor, I have the right, or at least the responsibility, to ask you, how will you engage your faith in the days ahead? Will that voice of God that you have come accustomed to hearing through this church be a voice that you continue to hear? Or will you move on and graduate from that as well? Will someone or something else give you direction and purpose in the chapters that are yet to be written in your life? These are questions that you face. These And many other questions await you. And what I want you to know, that as you face those questions, this church will be praying for you. We have a vested interest in how you answer those questions. And if we can help you answer them, we will. But as you go, we will pray for you. And to that end, I chose two passages that point out important things uh, that I hope you can think about as you go. Important things for the the road that lies ahead. Because along the road that lies ahead, you truly can find whatever you want to find. But what will you find as you leave this nest and journey on your own? In the second chapter of Acts, a passage that we read just two weeks ago here in worship, the Holy Spirit descends on all of the people who were gathered in Jerusalem at the time. The Spirit of God laid on their hearts and everyone began to understand God's voice in in, in their own language, in their own miraculous way. Now, some skeptics were there and they said, I suppose maybe appropriately as we send folks to college, they must just be drunk. To some, the idea that they could hear a bunch of Jews from Jerusalem speaking in every language throughout the world, uh, drunkenness was the only explanation, rationally. But this is not a rational explanation because this is not rational at all. This is God coming down. God coming down, and Peter explains it when he says, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. 
Listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my slaves, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And then skipping down to 21. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When I think about graduating and you graduates, where you are and where you're headed, I think about new dreams. I think about great visions that we have for you and the great visions that God might have for you. We, as adults, look around our world, maybe sometimes cynically, maybe sometimes just with grief, and one of the things that we see is that we need you to prophesy, to dream dreams, to have new visions. And we need you to take us there as well. You are our churches, and you are the world's next generation. We need your ideas, we need you to grow, and we need you to lead us as God is leading you. But in college and in your early 20s, there are many dreams and visions you can have. The possibilities are truly, well, endless. From declaring a major to the changing way in which work happens in our world, the reality is you can have a vision and a dream for what you are called to be, for your life and vocation, that many of us never even had the idea to dream about. You can dream about making or operating robots who do surgery. You can dream about app development. Most of us didn't know what an app was when we graduated high school. You can dream about digitally connecting and empowering people across a flattened world. You can just leave it all behind and go join the Peace Corps as uh, well, the Peace Corps wasn't around for everybody here. But the question is, who will guide your dreams? Will God's voice be present? Or will you take this time in your life to leave your faith aside for a while and listen to every other voice that surrounds you? I think you know that, that I hope and that we hope you will listen to God's voice in the midst of the crowd. And that leads us to that passage that Tom read, the, the passage from 1 Samuel chapter 3. The opening verse of that, that passage says, The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. It is a bleak observation, to say the least that people were not hearing the word of the Lord. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and visions were not widespread, but we hope this is not the case for you and your generation. We hope that you will learn to hear God's voice and act upon God's dreams. We hope that you will hear the voice in the crowd because it's possible, not that the word of the Lord wasn't rare, but that the people of the Lord were not listening. We want you to listen because we do believe that God will be speaking and we hope you want to hear. 
The word of the Lord was rare, and Eli the priest had sons who were not interested in God, and many strayed from God's voice, but the Lord was speaking to Samuel. And after the Lord had called Samuel three times, and Samuel goes in to see Eli, saying, I'm here, I'm ready for you. Eli says, oh, it's the Lord who's calling you. Go and listen, and then say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And that's what Samuel did, and the Lord spoke to him. And his news, if you read on, wasn't really all that good news for Eli's family. But it was a turning point in Samuel's life because God began to lead him in a beautiful and powerful and special way. And God will lead and speak to you and care for you. And God will give you big dreams and will show you how to speak about those dreams and lead you to what is next for you and for your family and for this world, when you listen. But Samuel's problem was that the word, the word of the Lord wasn't coming, and your problem is going to be a different one. You're going to need to hear God's voice above the noise of everything else, through the noise. Samuel heard a voice clearly. He didn't know who the voice was. But you're going to have all kinds of voices in your world tugging on you, pulling on you, because they want a part of you. Everyone wants just, not everything, just a little bit of your time, of your attention, of your loyalty, of your commitment. Everyone wants a little piece of you. And that can, that can take all of you away from yourself. Now, God wants some of you too. And God will give you yourself back and you, when you listen to God's voice. When you listen to God's voice, God will lead you through the various matrices of life in ways that will lead you to hope and to joy and to love and to peace and to comfort and to confidence in who you've been created to be. And with God leading you, you will truly have power, not just to change yourself, but really to change the world. Your dreams won't be small, they might be big. And your visions won't be just for a nice house on the hill, but rather they will be for God's city on a hill, the kingdom of God, which is at hand. As you go, if you can hear and follow God's voice, you will impact the world in ways that Samuel merely impacted his family and his tribe. But you will need to listen for God's voice through the noise, and if you will, you will need to listen for God's cowbell. No, God's cowbell is where we're turning to. And up to this point, the sermon has been pretty buttoned up. Hopefully it's been a little bit interesting, but in some ways it could be thought of as quite unremarkable. That will change in a moment. Because I'm going to give you an image for how it is you want to listen to God's voice. Listen for God's voice in the midst of the noise, and it will be like listening for God's cowbell. And as a matter of fact, due to the wonderful uh, assets that we have in this church, Miss Cindy has a cowbell for us today. There's this really silly, it's iconic, but it's a silly sketch from Saturday Night Live. And most of you have seen it, though maybe not all of you would admit it in this room. In this sketch, Christopher Walken, an actor, plays 
record producer, Bruce Dickinson, and he's producing a song for the band Blue Oyster Cult and the first few lines of their 1976 hit, Don't Fear the Reaper. Chris Kutan, Chris Parnell, and Horatio Sands are guitar players in the band in the studio, and Jimmy Fallon is playing the drums and cannot keep a straight face in the whole sketch. Will Ferrell from Roanoke Rapids, just down the road, plays the cowbell. The cowbell becomes the focal point of this sketch because as the band is starting to play their songs, Farrell chimes in with the regular tap of the cowbell. The band isn't sure what to do with it. They're, they're not sure if they even want the cowbell. And Pharaoh, with his belly falling all out, is, is all over the studio. And Walken comes in to try to calm the band to tell them what it is that they need to hear. And he says, I got a fever. And the prescription is more cowbell. Now, anytime any of us who have seen that sketch hears that song come on on classic rock radio, the only thing that we hear is above the drums, beyond the vocals, instead of the wonderful guitar playing, what we hear is the rhythmic tap, 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 tap of that cowbell. The cowbell that keeps time for that song. There's so much other noise going on in that song, but we hear the cowbell because we've been tuned to it. We know how to hear that voice. And we know that there's so many other things that want to grab our attention in that song. But the tap, 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 tap of the cowbell is the only thing that we hear. The tap of the cowbell. And so for you, as you jump off, as you head out of the nest, into the great wide open of the next chapter of your life's story, there's going to be lots of noises. There's going to be lots of rhythms that you can hop into. Many beats and distractions who are seeking your attention. But as your church, we hope, we, we pray and we dream that as you go, you will keep attentive to the constant, quiet, rhythmic sound of God's voice, picking you up and carrying you forward through each chapter that is to come. We believe that when you hear God's voice and you follow, your dreams will come and will bless us all and will change the world. And God's voice will be that quiet, still, rhythmic cowbell going tap, 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 tap on your heart, marking as you go, reminding you of God's presence as you go as well. The world around us, the world you are entering in into a new way is full of wants and it's full of needs. And the fact of the matter is this world will give you whatever you want to go take from it. Whatever you seek, you can probably find. But today, as your church blesses you during this rite of passage, your graduation, we believe a few things about you and we have some prayers for you. In the, word, in the days ahead, the Word of God may seem rare. It may feel like God is not calling anyone to anything. 
But I believe, like the cowbell in the background of that silly song and that silly sketch, God's call can get you in rhythm and can carry you where you need to go. And that matters because we need young men and women who dream great dreams, who see great visions, and who show us the way to what is next. We all once were equipped to carry uh, the world into that future, and now it's your turn to do so. And so we pray today and each day ahead that you will hear God's rhythmic beat. We pray that you will see God's dreams. And we pray that when you follow the simple, quiet, faithful tap of God's cowbell, that it will carry you forward into a life that leads to life and into ways that truly bless us all and especially bless God's work in this world. That is our prayer for you. That is our prayer for us all as we pray. Shall we? Loving God, help us to hear your voice amidst the great noise of the world around us. Help us to hear your still, small, quiet, tapping voice, beckoning us to where you lead us to go, so that no matter what vocation you call us to, no matter what place in this world we're led to serve, no matter what our zip code or area code or address in the days ahead, we will be headed in those places to meet you in particular. And Lord, as we go to those places and from this place, help these graduates and help us all to hear your voice. Hear your voice calling us, beckoning us. And may we all have the wisdom and strength to respond with confidence. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Lord, we want to hear you. That is why we're gathered. And we trust that you will give us the strength and courage to respond after we hear your voice, no matter how it comes. Loving God, this is our prayer for ourselves, and this is our prayer for these graduates on this day. And it is in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that we pray. Amen.